The big question is this, how do we use the seven step blueprint to help you or people you influence become more physically healthy than 98% of the people you know and in your community? That's what today's episode is all about. Let's get stuck into it straight away. Today's episode of the new science of physical health. Because what I want to talk about here is this concept of called thrombosis. Most people, when they hear the word thrombosis, they think of um, DVT, deep vein thrombosis. You know, you heard that one where you fly um, a long distance. Let me tell you, the longest distance you can fly is Australia to just about anywhere. Australia to China was nine hours when we flew there. Uh, one time my wife and I went on a holiday there. Um, Australia to the United States, which I've done direct several times, it's like 15 hours on a plane. That is a long time. So you've heard of this thing called deep vein thrombosis. Well, that is not so much what I'm talking about. Thrombosis occurs when blood clots block veins or arteries. So symptoms include pain in uh, in swelling in the leg, um, chest pain because it can happen in the chest, numbness on one side of the body. The complications of thrombosis can be life-threatening, such as the common, two most common ones, stroke or heart attack. So that's what a thrombosis is. Uh, it's when blood clots block veins or arteries. So your arteries have this massive job to do, and so do your veins. And if you don't know this part of the structure, depends on where you're coming into, what your background is before you came into it. So this is common for people in my field to understand, but it's not common for everybody. Arteries take blood away from your heart and they carry oxygen. Veins get ox- uh, have no oxygen in them, but they have carbon dioxide and they take blood back to your heart. Typically, we see arteries as being colored red in diagrams and veins as being colored blue. Arteries have oxygen, veins don't have oxygen. Where's the oxygen gone? It's gone into your cells and your muscles so that it can be used because without oxygen, those cells and muscles simply cannot function. That's the very definition of death. So arteries have load, they're loaded with oxygen and from your heart, so it comes in through your lungs, gets to your heart um, and the rest of your body, then veins deliver the blood back to the heart so we can get rid of carbon dioxide and other, and other waste matter. So what happens is this. The problem with thrombosis is, is that there is some, this is what can go wrong. When your arteries get narrowed or blocked, from this blood clot and the blood can't get through them as easily and it slows down and like blood's got to go through places like your eyes you've got blood vessels in the backs of your eyes it's got to go through places like your kidneys and it needs oxygen and nutrients and the blood is the transport network to do that and if it clots then that's the biggest problem that you can possibly have is where you get this thing we call it not we call it, medical doctors call it peripheral artery disease, okay? And so what happens is there are lots and lots of different types of um, thrombosis in the body, okay? And what we don't want to do is we don't want to have it so that our bodies begin to develop blood clots in different parts of the body. So you can get blood clots in the brain because your brain needs this constant supply of oxygen-rich blood. And without it, the brain cells die. So you can get this thing called cerebrovascular diseases, which limits the blood supply, okay? So things like strokes and aneurysm and stuff like that. That is a sample of 
where thrombosis can begin to develop. And we don't want to have that situation happening where blood clots begin to, the blood clots begin to happen and we get these, these problems where they compact in different parts of the body. So my mother was a perfect example. She did get a blood clot. She got a thrombosis. And I think she must have been in her 60s when this first one happened, okay? And what it was is the thrombosis happened, and she was perfectly fine, no problem whatsoever, woke up one morning and literally, like absolutely literally, was unable to put her foot and touch the ground. Couldn't put a sock on. It, she told me, when I had to go and visit her in the hospital, she told me that the pain was so bad it felt like a fire on her foot. And I go, what? And this is back when I didn't understand what a thrombosis was, okay? And so what happened was is that the um, the thrombosis was so bad, the blood clot that occurred inside her body was so bad that it had um, it had stopped the blood flow to all the lower parts of her leg. And when that happens, that's why her foot felt like it was on fire, was because... She had this massive blood clot and no longer was any blood supply getting to the lower part of her leg and it wasn't traveling back up. And it's like, that was just, that was a horrendous situation. So she went into hospital and got some of those medications that I talked about to help blood clot uh, bust it out. Now, here's what we know as adaptations inside the human body as I wrap up this episode. So we've gone through the four parts of atherosclerosis, arrhythmia, this one, thrombosis, and the one before ischemia. They're the four parts, okay? And what we know about the adaptations inside the human body is that the if you use step two inside the course, okay, and you, uh, you use that along with step five and six, we know that you reduce your chance of a thrombosis actually happening inside your inside your blood vessels okay and that that is our entire objective is to make sure that you don't get atherosclerosis developing you don't get a blood clot happening where a blood clot shouldn't happen in, inside the body and what happens is is that under each of these headings that I've talked about so in thrombosis you get sticky blood that's called platelet adhesiveness you get an increase in the viscosity of the blood or the thickness. So using step two and step five and six, you will reduce platelet adhesiveness. What that simply means is you have these things called platelets in your blood. They become less sticky. You decrease by using step two and step five and six. You One of the adaptations is that you will decrease the thickness of your blood or the blood viscosity. Okay, just like in ischemia, you'll improve this thing called endothelial function, means the flexibility of your arteries, and you will also improve the in in um if in the part of the quadrant that is related to the one I talked about a moment ago called ischemia, you'll improve this release of a chemical from your brain called nitric oxide by using step two. And using step five and six, which you're about to hear in this in this episode. Now, remember, I want you to be very thoughtful about this. Now, there's some other things in the thrombosis as well, fibrinogen levels and fibrinolysis. I'm not going to talk about those, all right? And I'm going to summarize the impact quadrant here. 
But remember, this audio episode is just your introduction. It's not the tactics. So I'm not going to go into, let me just summarize the quadrant again. And I've only talked a little bit of detail, a little bit of tactics about one part of the quadrant. But I'm not going to go into all of the tactics in the quadrant because that's too full on. That's what's available inside the course. This is just the strategy and some of the evidence. Because remember, there's three things that I always promote when I'm sharing this kind of content. And that is strategies, tactics, and evidence. The strategy is the overall concept and idea of this is what we're going to do. Evidence is this is why we're going to do it, because this is the science that backs it up. These are the physiological things we know for a fact that happen inside the human body. But the tactics are how you do it. And this audio episode that you're listening to is not, and this whole series here, this is not the tactics. The tactics is the course where you can get deep engagement and deep knowledge to help cause behavioral change, if that makes sense. So if I wrap up the impact quadrant, I have anti-atherosclerosis, anti-arrhythmic, anti-ischemia, and anti-thrombosis, okay? Then I have inside the diagram, I have something in the middle of that diagram, which I won't reveal here because it's a big part of the tactics. So under anti-atherosclerosis were these headings, inflammation, blood pressure, HDL, LDL, insulin, adipose. Under anti-arrhythmic, I had resting heart rate, vagal tone, sympathetic activity, and heart rate variability. Very important one, that one, to health. Under anti-ischemic, I had oxygen demand, endothelial dysfunction, nitric oxide, and coronary flow. Then under the last one, anti-thrombotic, I have platelet adhesiveness, blood viscosity, fibrinogen levels, and fibrinolysis. All right. So the thing about it is this, that the goal of using step two, of understanding step two in its entirety with the tactics and the tactics of step five and six, the goal is, and the objective is, not just the goal, but the outcome will be that you will reduce atherosclerosis, arrhythmia, ischemia, and thrombosis, and the risk of those things happening. Without step two and without step five and six, you won't know what impact you're having on those physiological processes. So step two and step five and six cause you to understand and actually have physiological adaptations which drive down your risk. And that's the whole point of the impact quadrant is how do we get you to have adaptations inside your body or the people you influence to drive down your risk. But I need to share with you the impact quadrant so you understand the purpose of step five and step six. The impact quadrant and the molecular benefit map. Those are the two things we've just gone through. All right, that's a wrap on this episode. Now we're going to tuck into the next part. We've done step one. We've done step one and step two, which is phase one. Professors explained influencer framework. We've now done phase two, molecular benefit map and the impact quadrant, step three and four. Now let's move into phase three, which is center tech and useful data. Really cool one. In fact, that, that, that one there, that's the war room. That's the engine room where the whole blueprint comes together. And that's phase three. And then we'll get to phase four after that, standalone step, medical results. So let's now finish this episode. Thank you for joining me. We're now moving into, when you get to the next episode, sensor technology, step five, and useful data. But those ones, all these ones here are the lead up, 
those ones of the engine room. Those are the ones that you need to use. And we're going to go into the strategy of those in the next episode, not the tactics, strategy, some evidence. And then if you get the course, you'll get the whole thing, strategies, tactics, and evidence. All right, everybody, talk to you soon. Bye for now.